What are the racial inequities in access to opioids among older patients dying of cancer? Find out about this more in today's PB Roundup podcast. Want to be featured on the podcast? Tell us the story of how you chose your career path to medicine. I've been asking this question to our guests in the Specialist Spotlight series, and folks really seem to enjoy hearing how others got their start. So now it's your turn, and we want to hear from you. Tell us your story in up to four minutes and include your name, degree, specialty, practice setting, and location, and your journey to medicine story. You can submit an audio recording of your story or send it to us in a text format, and we'll read it for you. Email us at editorial at pvroundup.com for the chance to have your story heard on a future episode. I'm your host, Senior VP Medical Director, Dr. Tim Wright, coming to you once again from the Pioneer Valley in Western Massachusetts. Here are today's stories. Older Black and Hispanic patients with advanced cancer are less likely to receive opioid medications for pain relief in the last weeks of life than white patients. This from a new study led by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute investigators and published in the Journal of Clinical Oncology. The study also found that black and Hispanic patients were more likely than white patients undergo urine screening tests for drugs. The study examined trends in opioid prescriptions among 318,549 non-Hispanic white, black, and Hispanic Medicare decedents older than 65 years with poor prognosis cancers near the end of life defined as 30 days before death or hospice enrollment. What they found was that among these patients with poor prognosis of cancers between 2007 and 2019, black and Hispanic patients were substantially less likely to receive any opioids or long-acting opioids and receive lower doses than white patients, while black compared with white patients were also more likely to undergo urine screening tests. These inequities disproportionately affected black men and were not mitigated by adjusting for measures of poverty, community-level deprivation, or living in a rural setting. The authors concluded that this epidemiologic analysis demonstrates that there are ongoing racial and ethnic inequities in opioid access among Medicare-insured patients dying of cancer not explained by clinical or contextual factors, potentially representing prejudice and structural racism within the healthcare system that must be addressed. Next, we learned that LDL cholesterol is linked to heart disease risk only in the presence of coronary artery calcification. This from a study published in Circulation. LDL cholesterol appears to only be associated with an increased risk of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease when accompanied by coronary artery calcification in middle-aged adults. In a study of 23,132 symptomatic patients evaluated for coronary artery disease and followed for a median of 4.3 years, 552 experienced a first atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease event and LDL cholesterol was found to only be associated with atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease among the 47% of patients who had evidence of coronary artery calcification at baseline but not among those without baseline coronary artery calcification. The results were consistent even with very high LDL levels. And finally, from the journal Lancet Diabetes and Endocrinology, we learned that twice yearly injections of enclycerin provide sustained reductions in LDL cholesterol over four years with no significant hepatic safety issues. In an assessment of patients with prevalent atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease in the Orion 3 study, 
370 patients allocated to an enclycerin-only arm showed reductions in LDL cholesterol of 47.5% at day 210 that was sustained over 1,440 days. Their four-year average mean reduction in LDL cholesterol was 44.2%, with reductions in hepatic production of PCSK9 of 62.6% to 77.8%, with no significant differences in adverse events versus placebo. And that's today's Medical Roundup. Thank you for joining us for this episode of PV Roundup Podcast. For more stories like this, visit us at pvroundup.com to subscribe to our weekly newsletters. Thoughts, comments, or suggestions? Please leave us a review on your preferred listening platform or email us at editorial at pvroundup.com. Subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, or Google. You can also download our Amazon Alexa Flash Briefing, Medical News Roundup, and just ask, what's my flash briefing? Thanks today, Sean Mullen, for production assistance. Join me next time for an episode where we cover the latest stories in the world of medicine.